From Grain to Glass, this show is dedicated to helping you make the best beer possible. So strap in and hold on to your mash tons. We're Homebrew Pal. Welcome to Homebrew Bound. I'm Casey. And I'm Miles. This is the best beer show on the internet. According to our mothers. Man, I kind of delayed that intro a little bit. I'm sorry. I'm sure we'll survive. Right. Everyone's allowed to make the occasional mistake or two. You are no exception. Awesome. Well, uh, and I also need to make an an apology to some of our listeners this week. Um, I received a plethora of emails, and I've been able to reply to some of them, but I haven't gotten to all of them yet. Uh, That is on my to-do list for today. So you will be receiving responses from me by the end of today today. Nice. So I have yet to be informed about some of these emails. I'm yeah, sure. well, and that, I try like any of like the the big ones that have really good show ideas and stuff. I I'll I'll CC you on when I send my response. Works for me. All right, so Casey, what have you been doing recently in the world in the of world beer? of beer? Let's see. I okay, we t- went over that. I put the beer in the barrel. Yes. So that's been in the barrel for a little over a week now? Yes, I believe so. Uh, so we only have, and it depends on who you ask, I think it'll be about three weeks. Eric says it'll be about six. I think that's going to be too much barrel. I'm going to start <laughs> tasting it at at around the two and a half, three mark just to like kind of start gauging where we might be. Because last thing we want to do is over barrel. Yeah, it, it, it can be done. I've tasted some over-barreled beers. They are not very pleasant. Oh, they just end up being a little over-tannic and, and whatnots. Yep. Oh, we're fighting power cords this morning. Sorry. It looks like a tangled mess. Well, no. Uh, if the if the power gets too close to the board, it starts making noises. Ah. Why or if th- it gets too close to one of the uh, the audio cables and stuff like that. Why is that? Electromagnetic fields. Ah, those are things. Yes, they are. That I know very, very little about. Uh, otherwise, uh, checked out a really cool new brewery. Which one um, is that? Red Wing Brewing Company in Red Wing, Minnesota. Had no idea they existed. They've been around for two and a half years, and I'm not that far from Red Wing. I've been to Red Wing multiple times, and just it never occurred to me to look for a brewery there. I don't know why. Uh, but... My, Matt saw them. Uh, they were on the news the other day, so we went and checked them out. Uh, they have a bunch of pre-prohibition recipes that they're brewing, nice, uh, and a lot of their own, like, and a lot of new stuff. Uh, solid beers, but the real star was the pizzas. It they they make the pizza dough with their spent grains. Oh, that's right. You were talking. Yeah, about this. and so they're just absolutely phenomenal pizzas. I would like their recipe, or at least their process, because I would I occasionally make my own pizza, and I would love trying, love trying to do a homemade dough. Yeah, uh, crust, well, what they, what they do is they they send their grains to a bakery, and the bakery makes the dough. So I don't know if they actually know how to make the dough. Well, shucks. <laughs> <laughs> so close, right? So close, so close. For some reason, I imagine a bakery having a a harder time parting with with their process than the than the brewery. Maybe I don't know. It's just dough, so I don't. I don't know what else you can do to dough. Well, it's with spent grain. Right. I wouldn't well, exactly I've, know what to do. Well, with it. I've I've made spent grain bread. Okay. And my only problem was the holes were too big. So if I could figure out a way to like, if I had a food processor and threw them in there first. Okay. And then made the made the dough. I think it would have worked out a lot better. Otherwise, I, grinder. I, 
I'm not going to destroy my coffee grinder <laughs> with grain. That seems just like a terrible idea. But yeah, no, the only problem I had was like I was picking holes out of my teeth. I suppose. I was eating the bread. I suppose. I've been wanting to to do stuff with uh, some of my spent grain for a while, but it almost never seems like I have enough of a plan for, well, what, to, the thing. for what to do with the grain when I have you to. You have to use it pretty much immediately, or yeah. you can freeze it. Yeah. And I think we've even done that before, and then... It just then you have a bag of frozen grain in your freezer. Yeah, and, and you don't and, wanna. And you have this mentality of, well, it's in the freezer, so I can do it tomorrow mm-hmm. or the day after that. Yeah, no, or the, the day after the, that. The day I did the bread was a long day because yeah. I did a full ten gallon batch, and then I was like, now I'm gonna make bread. <laughs> and you had like thirty pounds of soaked grain. Well, I I made two big loaves of bread, and then. All the other grain I put into a garbage bag, and my buddy has cows. Oh, sure. And so uh, if he's coming over that day, he'll take the he'll take the grain. Otherwise, it gets thrown away. Yeah, I had a uh, a, a contact that I met through the liquor store when I worked there, and I lost his contact when my phone went on the fritz. But he would make dog treats out of his spent grain. Okay. I don't necessarily know how. I think it was mostly. Uh, Mix it with a couple of other things, form it into a couple. Yeah, you know, uh, bone when, shapes when my mom was, up. my mom did that a couple of times uh, with the grain. And the recipe I had found was basically spent grain and peanut butter set in the oven to dry. That actually sounds tasty. <laughs> Somehow, I don't know. I, it could have been. I I never ate one. But basically, yeah, so she'd, she'd mix it up with a bunch of peanut butter and then spread it onto a cookie sheet and just leave it in the oven overnight. Are you? I mean, I guess what more do you really need to do? Yeah. Dog's going to love that. Yep. Uh, so I have some fun news to tell the homebrewing world. I finished that electronic control box for what? a temperature-controlled recirculating mash system. That's awesome. It is awesome. I'm very proud of myself. Uh, I have never done any sort of electronic building outside of hooking up a computer fan to an old phone charger, and that's pretty straightforward. Working with, with electricity is a little terrifying, isn't it? Uh, yes, and here's why. Because I know enough to know that I know very little. And when it comes to electricity, if you do something wrong... Shit can get messed Your up. Your house burns down or you die. Yeah, or, you know, bad things can happen. Mm-hmm. And it didn't help that, uh, so I wanted to use this at my, when I originally planned on making this, I wanted to be able to use it at my buddy's place, at Eric's. And his his girlfriend, now fiancé, did not want some homemade electronic system being plugged in at her house. Okay. Well, I mean, and and to be fair, it's a semi-legitimate concern. And so when I went to, uh, when I was planning on making this, I I actually went all out. I have a a metal box that is made for exactly what I'm using it for. So it's got, you know, like this reinforced metal. Miles, that doesn't seem like you at all, using something the way it's supposed to be used. Yes. Well, I mean, I just mean I didn't pick up an old shoebox and start putting electronic components in stuff. I know, I know. 
I designed it so that it would have fuses inside. The whole thing is currently grounded. Um, I followed not my own plan as far as uh, wiring the whole thing together. I, I used someone else's. And I ha- have a maintenance man at work that I've been working with, and this is exactly his area of work uh, with electronic components and motors and 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 whatnot. So I was able to talk to him to great detail about how all of this was supposed to fit together so that nothing exploded or burned down when I tried plugging it in. Awesome. And I did try plugging it in. Okay. Nothing blew up or burned down. Hey! Yes! Uh, the other fun thing is I was messing around with uh, the thermal couple and plugging a lamp into it. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it was It was, It was. was kind of entertaining. Um, it was a test for the functionality. Okay. So the idea that uh, you plug the lamp in and you set the temperature on the PID, which controls the electronic flow, and... If it's if the temperature is lower than the set point, it's going to try and turn on the heater, or in this case, the lamp, and the light goes on. And then I wrapped my hand around the thermocouple so that it started getting warmer. It started reaching the set point, and so it uh, w- slowed down the the electricity flow, and then the light started flickering until it got warmer than the set point and just completely turned off. It's awesome. Yes. And then I took my hand off and the exact opposite happened and I was very proud of myself. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's really cool. So that was always the the next upgrade I wanted to do my do to my brewery. And I totally invite you to make use of it. Okay. Uh because it's basically if you have a heating element it can use it, and it can use it very effectively. So, I mean, if you want to have your own or if you want to, you mm-hmm. know, use some sort of plan that I've got, we can make this happen, and it'll be glorious. Awesome. Yeah, so I'm excited to actually put it to use, hopefully in the near future. Very cool. Yes. Yeah, we got to get some brewing done. My problem is all my fermenters are full. Well. <laughs> I know, right? I wonder what the solution to that is. Drink more beer. I think. I think, think so. I I think I've officially made more than I can drink though. What? What what what? I know. It's it's a horrible problem to have. Then you just need to take a week's vacation. It's not a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take one with you and then we will just drink all the beer. All right. Well, we're doing uh two commercial calibrations today. All right. Uh and I'll get them. Yeah. Uh well, get get one at a time. Sure. And that way the other one can keep chilling as we're going on. Because I'm really bad at putting things in the refrigerator, apparently. Yes, and this time frame was your idea. I know. I know this time frame was my idea. It doesn't mean I think of things all the time, Miles. Anyway, uh, so we are tasting a couple of beers that were sent in uh, by one of our listeners, Nikki. Uh, she sent in a few of her favorite beers, and we figured we'd try them on the show. Uh, yes. we've We've had... Uh, Two of them on the Department of Offense, and we're going to have the the other three uh, here on Homebrew Bound. So, what is the first one we're trying? We are going to try Resurrection from the Brewer's Art. Okay. Um, do you have any information about the Brewer's Art? Unfortunately, not. I mean, nothing historical the way I was hoping. Uh, they seem to be a brew pub okay. where they have... An incredibly long list of beers that they make there, like 
20 or 30 in length. Is there a uh, a style that they tend to drift towards? Uh, I would have to read this entire thing because okay. it just kind of has the name and then a, a quick description. But I, at first glance, it looks like they've tried everything. Okay. Absolutely uh, everything. I have the Beer Advocate page up. Ah, uh, sure. Do you want to know the Beer Advocate score first? No, actually, okay. I would like to. I'd like to give my own review and then see what. Yeah, uh, um, I, I will. Uh, I will do this. The style is a double, and it's at seven percent ABV. It's available year round. Uh, the brewer's art is located in Maryland. Um, the description, the the commercial like copy is during the fermentation of the first batch of this Abbey style double. The yeast died and was resurrected by brewer Chris Cashwell, or Cashel. Uh, made with five types of barley malt and lots of sugar, this beer is quite strong and flavorful without being too sweet. That sounds very appealing. I don't know about you, but that sounds very appealing. It does. And I am jealous of how you poured that. <laughs> <laughs> I've got all you mean, of You mean well? <laughs> I mean without two inches yeah. of head. That is, that's, um, just to give an example of what I mean uh, that they've made... Everything they uh, brewed a beer with buckwheat, honey, hibiscus, flowers, and rosemary. Okay, so that's not what this is. But um, you want to uh, bring up the quick style guideline of the double quick, or do you want me to? Uh why don't you do that? I'm going to smell this. Okay. <laughs> Lots. I smell that sugar. It's it's definitely in there. It smells very yeah. sweet. Uh, it's got like that Belgian candy quality brown sugar, almost like a cooked brown sugar. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, why aren't you in alphabetical order? I don't, I don't know. Uh, let's see. Was this supposed to be a brown ale? Did I read that wrong? Uh, mine says Dubel. Dubel? Okay. Maybe, I. well... Yeah, Brewer's Art rec- uh, Resurrection, which is what we're... Right? Yeah. 7%. That's a little on the high side for a brown. Yes. Uh, then again, it's a little on the low side for a double. Uh Oh, man, I am way off on the page I want to be on. Uh, let's try. In any case, okay, I'm going to try it then. Yeah, go for it. That is very, very tasty. I really enjoy it. All right, Trappist Ale, Belgian Double. Here we go. All right, thank Overall you. Overall impression, a deep reddish copper, moderately strong, multi-complex Trappist Ale with rich multi flavors, darker dried fruit esters, and light alcohol blended together in a multi-presentation that still finishes fairly dry. And I think I'll just do the overall so we're not just reading walls of text at our listeners. Sounds like a plan. Um, well, what are your initial impressions? Uh, I definitely get the sugar sweetness. I think a little over the malty sweetness. Otherwise, as a general definition, I, it fits the bill perfectly as far as uh, looks and taste and smell. So I mean, it's it's very very pleasant. Yeah, I'm getting a lot of the uh, a lot of the sugar, uh, almost like a like a burnt uh, like brown sugar, like a 
molassesy. Yeah, molassesy. That's that's the word I'm looking for. Yeah, it's um, so wow. uh, like a little bit of the dark fruit on the back end. Unfortunately, I don't much. get a, a lot of the the multi characteristics coming through to you. Not a whole lot. I mean, I guess if I were to start nitpicking the beer, that's that's where I would have to start, just stylistically. Um, I will say that uh, I'm not getting a whole lot of the Belgian yeast character, which actually makes me enjoy this Belgian. <laughs> oh, gee. Would I have been able to expect that as a comment? It's just a personal thing. No, it it, it is kind of hidden, and I think it's probably from, from the sugar. But yeah. su- what surprises me is it doesn't come off as uh, sweet, too sweet it, it or cloying. It doesn't come off uh, sweet, and it still finishes dry. Yeah, actually. So I'm I'm pretty darn impressed with this. I'm actually really impressed with this. All right, uh, out of 10, what would you give it? Uh, or should we use the uh, the BJCP out of 40? Out of 40? Let's, ju- let's do out of 10. It's easier to compare with the beer advocate. Yeah, that's that's how I'll go. Um, God, I'd probably have to put it uh, somewhere between seven and eight, probably on the higher end. So I, like a I'm, seven point eight. Yeah, seven like seven five. I'd give this a solid eight, um, eight two even. I really like it. Uh, it's it doesn't taste boozy, which I was a little I was a little worried. Anytime somebody puts a bunch of sugar in a beer, I'm always worried about the booze. Yeah. Uh, but no, uh, if the malt would come up just a little bit, I think it, I mean, I think that would really push it over the top, but it's a really good beer. Yeah. Uh, and that Belgian yeast character is not slapping me in the face, which makes me so happy. I mean, I think it's there if you look for it, but it's not a prominent piece. You know, I, I actually think it could use some more of the, the Belgian yeast quality. I, I really do. I think it would give it j- almost uh, a little more texture to the beer uh, to make it more Belgian style. And again, like you said, bring up that maltiness, and I think this would just be a, a fan- fantastic beer. Yeah. I'm loving it Knock as it, it is. Out of the park We're not style. even drinking it cold. Yep. All right. Well, do you want to know what Beer Advocate gave it? Okay. Yes. Do you have a guess? Uh, 72. 87. 80. Wow. Yep, eighty-seven. I approve this message. Yeah, it's it's a very solid beer. I yeah, it is it is put together very very well, and I am jealous that it is not available here because this is one I would pick up from time to time. And well, I think this would be a good like crusher. End of the day, and you're like, all right, it's time to get my drink on. <laughs> time to get my drink on. I feel like buzzing up and then heading to bed. Right. No, this this is fantastic. Right. I would even have this with meals. Yeah, this this is definitely a meal beer. Well, it'll cut through some some of the heavier flavors and just a good chaser. Yeah. All right, do you want to grab the other one? Yeah, I suppose. And while Miles is doing that, I will entertain you with a song. No, I won't. That would be a terrible plan. You put it in the upper one. Uh, I will just narrate when my... He's opening the fridge. He is now walking back to the table with a beer in hand. The beer is now on the table. Thanks for that. You're welcome. 
Miles is now putting his headphones on. They are on. Oh, the beer has been opened. It's pouring. A delightful beery color. Nice, nice pour on that one. Hey, I successed. Okay, don't talk. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been narrated before. I don't know if I like it. Maybe it was, uh, I think it's the voice. I never imagined being narrated by you. Well, I'm sorry. I'm not. Okay. <laughs> Why don't you tell us about Heavy Seas Beer? All right. I actually have a little excerpt from them. Uh, in 1980, uh, well, I suppose, uh, Hughes and the Heaven Seas Story. Beer takes us on an adventure. It allows us to discover new flavors of exotic cultures. Uh, our quests for great beer can lead anywhere from uh, from corner pub to faraway breweries. Uh, for Hughes Sisson, uh, beer altered the trajectory trajectory of his life. In 1980, he was intending to become a stage actor and director. He planned to move to New York after completing his coursework at the University of Virginia for his master's degree in theater, but his father, Albert, persuaded him to come help a newly opened family business, a tavern called Sisson's. When he walked in to start what he thought would be a short-term position, his father tossed him the keys to the pub and said, don't F it up, and walked out the door. Well, that sounds like a great story. It you know, it's a great beginning to a story. So they've been up for 35 years now. Okay. And they are currently in the in the process of expanding their brewery with a 2.7 million dollar expansion. Wow. Then maybe we can get some of their beers uh, out here. Yeah. Yeah. So they're actually it says uh because I found the number real quick, they'll be able to brew an additional 45,000 gallons of beer every two weeks. That's awesome. Yeah, so they're they're getting big, and I, well, I guess we'll find out how well we like right. one of their beers. Okay, so this is the Heavy Seas Loose Cannon American Hop Cube Dale. Or hop, yeah, hop cubed ale. Hop cubed. Um, yeah, it's burnished gold with a rich citrus hop aroma. It is wonderfully drinkable with a big hop flavor. We've nicknamed it Hop Cubed Ale to reflect the enormous amount of hops in the beer, over three pounds per barrel. It is hopped three ways, in the kettle, in the hop back, and dry hopped. Uh, it's an American IPA that comes in at 7.25%. It's available year-round. And it smells awesome. It, it does. I'm just trying to do the math here for the three pounds per barrel. It would be akin to you using, I think, a little over a pound of hops in your 10-gallon yep. badge. That is a lot, is a lot of, of hops. hops. I think the closest we've ever come was something like... No, we've used close to a pound. So, Well, I guess you and I, 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 was, I was talking, or I was initially thinking Eric and I, we've come pretty close to that, too, yep. using something like... Well, and I, the only times I've come close to it is when I'm brewing with Eric. Yeah, he tends to do that. He's like, hops? All of them. <laughs> Especially the citrus ones. Right. But then again, they're so easy to love. Yes. They are. Well, and this beer is a great example of that. Just in the aroma, I'm picking up all of those amazing citrus characters. And they seem a little soft, which I like. I don't like them when they're super harsh. Uh, I, I would have to say I think it's the the citrus qualities mixed with the resinous quality. Mm. And so you, it, it kind of gets this nice balanced aroma. So it's it's pungent yet subdued 
at the same time somehow, which is awesome. It's very interesting. I could just sit this, hmm. sit and smell this for a while. So, uh, have you tasted it yet? Not yet. Go all ahead. Right. Okay. So, I was expecting a very harsh bitterness with all of that, uh, all of that hop, and then I remembered, hey, East Coast, so it's going to be fairly balanced and a little on the malty side, and that works perfectly in this beer. Thanks for telling me that. I don't know if I would have conjured that thought up right away, and I may have been a little more disappointed. Otherwise, <laughs> I am used to <laughs> West Coast, West Coast, unnes- unruly and unnecessary. Mm-hmm. East Coast is definitely more balanced and a little on the sweeter side, usually. Yeah. Um, and that really works well with this beer. It is. It is definitely very, very balanced. It's very juicy. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do not pick up as much on the citrusy flavor as I do on the smell. Yeah, um, I think that's because the sweetness is kind of cutting it quite a bit. Okay, uh, but it's it's delicious. <laughs> like I, I'm trying, I'm trying to think of the flavor. Like I think you you hit it right on the head with juicy. It is juicy because I'm I'm sitting here. I take a sip and I try and talk, and then I have to swallow again real quick. <laughs> yeah, uh, not dry. Um, no, not which, at all. I mean, again. East Coast, you're not gonna like. They don't get nearly as dry as the West. The West is let's dry out that malt and make the hops really shine, and the East is hey, we have all these awesome malts in this beer too. Let's let's have those show through a little bit. And I think in the long run, it makes uh, West Coast beers, um, one and dones a lot, a lot more often. A lot more often, it's like there'll be these absolutely amazing. You know, want to find them beers, but after you've had one of them, is that like you want to kind of change roles and and do something else for a little bit, you know, and then be able to come mm-hmm. back to it. This is clearly a sessionable. Well, I I type feel like beer. Uh, they they stay towards their English roots a little bit more. You know, that would make a lot of sense. So you have you have drinking beers instead of one and done, and and that is definitely what this is. I could easily end up cracking open. Uh, you know, one or two more of these just right in a row because oh, yeah. it's it's a quality drinking experience. Okay. Um, I guess, do you want to give it a rating? Sure. I'm going to put this up at like an 8.5. I am very impressed with this beer. Um, I think I'm going to say the same thing. This is an 8.5 point beer. I really enjoy it. Yeah. I I mean, there's, there's little that I would want to tinker around with this. I think this is right where it deserves to be. Do you want to take a guess on what the PA score is? Uh, judging on the way it went for this last beer, I'm going to guess 93. 91. Ah, close. I was close. close. I was close. No, uh, A well-deserved 91. It, it, it really is. This is just, there's no part that's not there. It's all here. Mm-hmm. I, I'm wondering what I would think of this if it was colder. I don't know if I'd enjoy it as much. I feel like this is a really good, like, we're we're drinking it at about probably 55 degrees is where it's at right now. Yeah. And I really like that temp for this beer. Like, I think this would be amazing off, like, a cask or a, and a beer engine. True story. <laughs> <laughs> that is a mission for another time. <laughs> I want to, you know, I spend so much time building these... West Coast style IPAs and just these unbalanced 
bitter bombs or hot bombs because well, that's what we're that's what we're accustomed to as like craft beer drinkers because they dominated the market so heavily. I want to see what recipes like this look like, and I want to study them. Yeah, because they deserve it. Oh man. Can I just comment real quick that the burnt gold description on this color is spot, spot on. on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, well, a big shout out to Nikki for sending us these beers. Uh, they are amazing. Thank you. We can't. We can't wait to try the last one. Uh, so excited. Yeah, you've struck gold every single time yes. sending these. Well, and and that jalapeno ale. Just got to say. That was so that good. Was so good. We. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway. Uh, if you guys like to support us, head on over to patreon.com slash blindindustudios and become a patron today. If you're going to do any Amazon shopping, head on over to blindindustudios.com, click on the Amazon link at the bottom of the homepage, and go to your Amazon shopping as normal. Uh, we get a bit of a kickback from Amazon, and it's super easy for you to do. If you have any questions, comments, show ideas, or would like to send in your beer, uh, go ahead and shoot us an email at feedback at blindindustudios.com. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blindindustudios, or follow us on Twitter at blind underscore ninja. Also, our address is on the contact page on the website if you're going to send us things. So, just so you guys know. Um, otherwise, shoot me an email and I'll send you my address. Not a big deal. All right, guys. Well, uh, I think that pretty much wraps up our show. Uh, next week, we'll be back with some more beery goodness. See you next week. Bye.